Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Let's get into this Egg Chasers Rugby podcast then. Uh, hands in pod on three. One, oh. two, three. Pod. pod. Hello Egg Chasers, this is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the show about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, and I called it show then, sorry, you like yeah, programme, don't you JB? we're going to have a big fallout about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't take ourselves or the game too seriously, we're just three mates that love the game of rugby, that is me, Tim, that is JB. Hello Timothy. That is Phil. Hello Tim. The running order of our podcast was... <laughs> 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 the running order of our podcast was uh, leaked ahead of its official release. Can't but believe that. But we now all unanimously agree on our manifesto for this uh, podcast. It's a strong and stable podcast, isn't it? It is indeed. <laughs> uh, we're talking European Cup final, Challenge Cup final, England training squad. We've got a brand new segment as we build up towards the British and Irish Lions tour to New Zealand called Hey, What's Hipping, Bro? <laughs> <laughs> and as ever, we are campaigning hard for your five star reviews. Uh, this review from catchy uh, username review one two three four. Oh, nice! Is the, is the reviewer okay? Who says five stars? If you want a podcast which provides fashion advice, where not to buy rocks for your wife's rockery from, and a, <laughs> and a sprinkling of political conjecture, look no further. Uh, these three are an odd bunch. If you're like that guy at a pub who's a people pleaser, although getting gets slightly defensive when you question figures and agrees with everything, then fills your man. JB is the dad at a mini rugby on a Sunday morning heckling the ref, coaches and under five players. That's a, that's a scandalous comment. <laughs> well, I find this particularly scandalous. Or if you read the Daily Mail, you'll love Tim. <laughs> sober, he's, like that. sober, he seems an inclusive guy. Give him a beer and he'll turn into your grandfather who remembers the good old days when inclusivity was the name of a ship from the US Civil War. Yeah. They also like touching JB's bell. So I wouldn't recommend a watch on Facebook Live. Uh, we are on Facebook Live. We're on Twitter at Rugby Podcast, and uh, we're on Instagram and all the rest of it. And thank you for your, for that five star review. Leave yours. Uh, how did I get viewed as some kind of? I'm the lefty of this bunch. <laughs> yeah, you used to be. It, I am. Know, it's uh, you know, as they say, it's a continual circle from left to right, isn't it? Far left, far right, same things. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so I thought as something to start off. Um, we've been getting loads of uh, tweets on this. Just, just leading into the Champions Cup final, Chris Ashton played his his last European game for Saracens, not his necessarily his last game for Saracens with the Avicii Premiership semi final and maybe a final to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he signed off in Europe for Saracens by becoming the top try scorer in European Cup history, a, a much maligned figure, but potentially one that would make a love to hate team. Of mm-hmm. players and potentially he would be the captain on the wing. Some amazing suggestions of players that would join Chris Ashton in a love to hate fifteen. So I'll just rattle through some of the names and you can chip in as well. Who would be the fullback, Mike Brown or Delon Armitage? Because they were the two oh. that came up again and again. <laughs> See, Delon Armitage is just 
not ve- not very well liked. Not love to hate. You love to hate Mike Brown, but Dylan Armitage just is not liked. You just hate him. I, I don't personally. <laughs> but, you know, if you read the press about him, you'd have thought, well, God knows what, what we'd have thought. I, I love Mike Brown. Uh, so I, I'd go Dylan. Dylan in the back three with Yoan Uge on the left wing. No, oh, no yeah. complaints there. I, yeah. But I love Uge. He's, he's like one of my favourite players. Uge. <laughs> Uge. Uh, centres, Big Gav. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And Have you uh, snuck in a 15 here? Hey, are you, are you sneaking in? I'm just going through some a players. Novelty 15. Uh, Bra- you know my thoughts on novelty 15. Uh, Brad Barrett <laughs> got mentioned as well. Will Carling too. Uh, Brad Barrett, not because people would think he's not a, not a good bloke, just because he was one of those guys. Well, we'll, he used to get so much stick when he was in an England shirt. Yeah. We'll get onto him later. Yes, we'll, we'll talk lots a lot to say about, about him. About uh, Will him. Carling, Sippers at ten. Scrum off. There was a little bit of a gap, which I thought was b- bizarre. Austin. Oh, Austin Healy did get mentioned quite a bit. I'm just looking. Daffith Jones mentioned him into the pack where there was a. a, a, st- a Callum Clark was an easy selection at six. Um, I like Callum Clark though. I think he's going to be. Yeah, aw- not- I think he'll be awesome next year. We're talking love to hate. Yeah. Mm. We're not. We're not saying bad player. Only or Rob Hawkins hates him. Yeah, that's true. And we, we, everyone else seems to like him. I think, uh, I think there's a lot of justified hate no. due to the Rob Hawkins incident. It was a long time ago. Long time ago. Uh, let, let that one pass. Serge, Serge Betson got a few votes at seven. What? Yeah. Serge is a legend. Yeah, he is a I can't legend. see I can't see that at all actually. McCaw could be in there. Yeah, like if you're South African. Oh, totally. Oh yeah, yeah. love people love to love yeah. to hate yeah. Richie McCaw. <laughs> Scout Burgers would have been on this a couple of years ago, but people people now seem to really love him again. He's like an elder statesman, isn't he? Yeah. In two thousand nine. Well, when he was gouging um Luke Fitzgerald on yeah. the floor. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. I remember that. It's so hypocritical. They came out with like Justice for backies or, or something, all, <laughs> yeah. of, all of the shits, or justice for five. Uh, pass- then, yeah, oh, go on. So, no, 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 go on. I'm no, just go going to talk about the hypocrisy of Springbok rugby. Uh, and then they're rolling around on the floor five minutes in, and you can see Berger going for Luke Fitzgerald's eyes. Yeah. Anyway. And he only got a two-week ban, two-game ban, something like that. Uh, if that. Yeah, maybe even one. Maybe even not. You know, he didn't even get a card. Maybe and, even like a. And it was in the days of the video ref, too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was uh, the second row. There was a bunch of suggestions. Pascal Pape gets in. Pas- the- Pascal Pape, who's currently finishing his career with a ban for a red card. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lad. <laughs> um, and then I almost think it's a. It, you should every every proper second row that wants to wear a number four shirt should be potentially in this team. Yeah, why is otherwise you're not doing your job right. Why Martin it- Johnson could have been one. Danny Grucock could have been one. Backies yeah. Botha could have been one. Yeah. Gareth all, Archer. There's loads yeah, of lads. All the great enforcers should be in this Love to Hate 15. You should hate. Charlie whoever, Matthews. Whoever's... <laughs> <laughs> and then Dylan Hartley obviously got the hooker spot. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I could go on with more, but then we'll, we'll leave it there. I'm, well, I'm... now you've done a whole team. Uh, Neil, Neil Back got some mentions as well. Well, post-playing, because, uh, you know, never mind. No, no, no. For his, I think, presumably for his final. That's probably Munster fans that yeah. did that one. Anyway. Uh, uh, ben um, Skip Hops on Twitter said, "Even Mike Brown's mum thinks he's a he's, he's an absolute one." I, I, I'm with Phil. I like, I like Mike I, Brown. I like Mike Brown. Yeah, I've got no problems with Mike Brown. Right. Well, Chris Ashton signed off with Saracens in Europe, at least uh, with another title. We were talking in uh, while we were waiting for you, Phil, about Chris Ashton. Much maligned. Is it? Is he? Should he have had more England caps in recent seasons? Has he been overlooked unnecessarily? David Strettle made some comments before the final that England's flair players are 
if they played for other countries, they would get far more, hmm. uh, far more game time. It's yeah. The Strettle comments reminded me of something that Mike Ford said a few years ago, which was um, England and and when he was um, involved with England, England often pick players not for what they can do, but more for what they can't do. This was about Burgess, wasn't it? Uh, he was talk. There was a few. He he specifically referred to Sim- James Simpson, Daniel. Uh, who only yeah. got a handful he's another great example alongside Strettel alongside yeah, Ashton right. alongside Christian Wade on the wing who got a handful of caps because he was incredible going forward but there were questions over can his defence can I throw in one and you're going to laugh at me now one who I think should have got a cap never did incredibly talented and it doesn't feel like this now but when he first arrived definitely uh, Ryan Lamb incredibly talented <laughs> I do believe if he was a, a, diff- a different nationality he would have got a cap at some point there was, so did he never get capped never got capped because it, it was always kind of him and Shane Geraghty yeah were like when they came onto the scene at a similar time didn't they well, yeah there's Geraghty Lamb but there's someone else alongside Geraghty it might be do you know what Geraghty might even be Flood's age it might be Geraghty and Flood that were like the future yeah yeah they were a similar yeah yeah so Ryan Lamb um should I think of some more fair, like flary players? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rather talk about the ones that... Prob- well, Ryan Lamb could have got a cap, but or could have got more caps, but really... No, no, a cap. A cap, yeah, but I mean... A cap in the A-team would be nice. I'm pretty sure he hasn't even played A's. But 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 uh, where do you stand on Ashton? I mean, we all, we talk about the positives, but it has just been pointed out on our Facebook live feed. Ian Petty says Ashton was also responsible for Claremont's first try. He missed a tackle. Um, no, that, I don't believe this. I actually think it was Farrell that was in the wrong here. Ashton did. He, Ashton, Ashton felt bit, it, Ashton bit in, but it Ashton, was Farrell that got handed off. No, um, the first try. Oh, how on Ashton? Don't, don't you talk about Owen like that? Yeah, <laughs> Ashton missed a tackle on Rougerie ah. for, for the first time. Brad Barrett brought him down, yeah. but then two seconds later, and uh, Dave, they, they David Molyneux has also got in touch on our Facebook live feed and said Ashton's first splash cost two points. He could he could have easily have run nearer the post. That's a very good point, actually. That very is very astute analysis. That is a good point. Yeah, <laughs> and there was a time when it was. Well, seventeen, eighteen, late in the game, and you're thinking a penalty now, and it, it it goes the other way. Well, it needed Farrell to nail that that difficult penalty to put the mate clear. That... Yeah. So you've just mentioned Far- um, Ashton as the most maligned player, but at least he's got some caps, and he's got a damn sight more caps than some players that I'm about that I'm about to mention. So I'm going to put um, Ashton into the category of one of the most underrated players of a generation. With wow, yeah, with one in particular, Richard Wigglesworth, who was phenomenal and has been phenomenal all season. Maybe even for two seasons. Maybe, maybe even three. Wigglesworth, Barrett, Good. Um, in fact, everyone in 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 that backline, every one of them is completely underrated. Which one of them gets into a Premiership fifteen, other than maybe Farrell? Maybe Farrell. Um, probably none of them. Good, the way he played. Uh, yesterday, he should be in there. He was class, he was, wasn't he? He, he I, he's so good. Yeah, I, I've said that so many times. He is the most well-rounded, complete rugby player in England. It's it's really hard to know how much context plays a role, as in they're playing in Saracens. They're playing for Saracens. Yeah, yeah. if they're all average and they're not, I'm not average. saying average. I'm not saying average, but I'm just saying when, when you it's it, it can be fine margins. You took you could pluck a player from another club. 
put them within Saracens. Like, I'm, not, I'm not saying like, immediately, but I'm saying like if like they... Duncan Taylor from London Scottish. Well, it's, that's kind of my point. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of my point. Good point. It's a, yeah, it's perfect, per- perfectly. Yeah, yeah. when you put them into that yeah. Saracens team, where was Marcelo Bosch from? I've got a feeling he either came from France or was in another Premiership club. Ah, uh, good question. Don't know. I can't remember. Brad Barrett was plucked from South Africa. I mean, Africa. The, these these are not particularly big names when they first arrived. No, no. I mean, how did they know Wigglesworth was any good? How did they know that? Because they didn't. <laughs> they didn't in Sale. Well, Sale couldn't figure it out. It's like when, <laughs> yeah. when Foden left Sale or Bur- Luther Burrell left Sale. Yeah, the, well, the, Luther was the, the Foden. Biggest. No, the, I'm going to defend Sale on the Foden one. Foden wanted to play scrum half. He did want to play, and Sale half. wouldn't play him scrum half. They said, "We they said we think you're a fullback." So he went to Northampton to play scrum half. They played him fullback. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. So, yeah, I mean, this victory for Saracens was incredible. And let's just stick with the backs again. Did did it feel like they just ran that same out the back move yeah. over and over and over again until finally it came off? Uh, well, they ran it first time. It worked perfectly, and it worked and for, the, it. for the Ashton. Well, oh yeah, for the Ashton try, it worked. And then they ran it about another half dozen times, but uh, Rougerie seemed to have, uh, and the wingers seemed Saracens to have Saracens li- li- played mm. really well, comfortably won in the end, and butchered a load of, like uncharacteristically, left a lot of opportunities out on the pitch. They did, They'd- and that sort of worried me a bit, because do you when you're watching a game, and one team's all possession, they're completely dominant, well, Saracens were sort of heading towards that territory, but without getting the the corresponding points. Yeah. Yeah, you say they played well, and they they did play well against a tremendous um, Claremont team. I think they'll be disappointed with that. I think they won't be satisfied with that performance because they one they they left a lot of points out there, but they gave away a huge number of penalties. Yeah, particularly around the rook, and it would. I I wasn't particularly happy with the way that Nigel Owens refereed the rook. Um, I thought he like ooze, ooze, <laughs> ooze. Yeah, can we just talk I, about Nigel Owens a second? Because I was watching this game and I was thinking, bloody hell, Claremont are great o- over the ball. They can test everything. And then a, f- a little while later, I was thinking, hang on, no, they're not great o- over the ball. Nigel Owens is just letting everything go. Yeah, particularly on the rook. So there was so many times where they either didn't release the player yep. or were not supporting their body weight. And... If you do both those things, it makes it virtually impossible to for someone to drive you off the ball. And Nigel Owens was letting them get away with it over and over again. Completely agree. With that said, Saracens didn't didn't um, react to it quickly enough. They didn't identify that that was a problem, and they didn't get the uh, support cl- much closer to ma- to the man and have two three men blasting over immediately, yeah, which and allowed also, Clement to get away with they it. They didn't use that in. Um, in their defensive patterns, because if you're not to lie all over the ball, lie all, o- all yeah. over the ball. Yeah, yeah, it works both ways. Yeah, yeah, but but you know, yeah, you're probably right. They're probably not going to be too happy with their attacking performance. I thought their defensive performance, however, was outstanding. Bar two mistakes, both involving Ashton, one definitely involving Farrell. Yes, yeah. Farrell I would though agree with that. was just. The bigger the stage, the, his mental toughness is amazing. Mm. The guys, oh, don't, I'm, not, I'm not having. Mm, he mm. was just. I don't think it was his fin- finest performance. I thought he was. I'm not he, saying it's his finest performance, but he was good. Big, big stage. He just controls it, and he, he was he was very good. He it. was very good. He's yeah. always very good, I guess. But you made that sound so negative. But early, early yeah. we, very good. Earlier, we were talking about much maligned players. Let's rewind a couple of years, and there there would be a lot of voices 
who were saying, oh, no, like, Farrell, no, I don't like him. He's a negative 10. He's a negative 10. I think those voices pretty much disappeared during the World Cup. And after the World Cup, everyone everyone wrote, wrote, wrote of England. But I think the one guy that came out with a lot of credit was Owen Farrell. So I, I don't actually recognise that. Since the World Cup, I think he's been I think he's yeah. a stand-up player. I think he's that good. Well, if he's that good that I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that he'll keep Johnny Sexton on the bench. Oh, the I, I can see it. Yeah, and I can and I can't just because of the weaknesses at 12. Yeah, But, but Gatlin Ball, if he goes down the Henshaw 12 route. I am pretty certain that Owen Farrell will start at either 10 or 12. Yeah, he'll start. That, that's the point. He, wing? <laughs> just get him on the field. He will start. Maybe but, maybe not a wing seeing him... I, defending yeah do you know what against Yato if I was going to be super critical of Owen Farrell and I think he's a marvellous player but I was going to be super critical <laughs> I would say that his defence isn't isn't oh, spot on get, do uh, one hey, get hey, to, just get out have a look at his stats he misses uh, a lot of tackles at 12 and he tends not to wrap the arms on top of that um, he right. can be bounced uh, hey, he, hear me now believe me later how many, how many, ten, how many tens can't be bounced yeah yeah but if he's playing 12 I mean, at 10, it's a different yeah, matter. And true. actually, Johnny Sexton didn't miss a tackle during right. the Six Nations. I'm, 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 <laughs> hey, I, you're, you're, I'm just giving you the facts. You're being, okay. you're being very negative, I feel. No, no, I, I didn't mean to be. Um, we can be positive about another player, Big Billy V. Thank you. That, oh, that's, my oh, word. That's who I want to talk about. The, well, can, can, well, both Vunipolas were yeah. sensational. Vunipoli. Yes, the Vunipoli. Uh, yeah, Billy. Billy was incredible. And... Something that you didn't see, if, we've mentioned this before, but a few years ago, 60 minutes, he would have been done. Yeah. He made a turnover in the 80th minute, having made a break in the, the first seconds of the game. And then every 30 seconds afterwards. And, yeah, and just kept going. Ugh. I mean, he Ma- was Mako incredible. played 75 minutes as yeah, well. But so did. Um, <laughs> yeah, both the props played. So did Cock. Cock. And David. Dav- ah, Kirik- David. Kirik- 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 who is officially now my new favourite player. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, him and Mako had a few head to heads off. Uh, um, Outside the scrum it was as well. Wonderful, wasn't it? Wasn't it just wonderful? You know, you said go back a few years and Billy Vanapola didn't have the eighty-minute game he now has. Yeah. Uh, go back a few years, and this is a quote attributed to Billy Vanapola as well: "Alcohol and getting drunk has too many things against it for me. You can get a headache and you can't remember anything the next day. <laughs> you have fun for twenty minutes, then you're drunk. You get ill. We we got told by our parents not to drink, and I got used to going out sober. It's not a religious thing." It's just bad for bad for your rugby. So Billy Vanapola, teetotal. Uh, then fast forward to post game, Billy Vanapola. I want to thank the Lord God Almighty for giving me the strength today and apologise to him because tonight I think we're going to be drunk. <laughs> uh, just I know it's a very flippant comment. God must hate Claremont. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and specifically Bonjour Mon Kaiser. Bonjour Mon Kaiser. That was his his fifth. Uh, sorry, that was his sixth European final. I was so and torn. He's not won a single one. I was so torn because I love Saracens. I really wanted them to win, but I I just couldn't help feel feel that I really wanted ben, uh, Benjamin Kaiser just to win one. So yeah. say his name properly. Sorry, Bonjour Mon. Bonjour Mon Kaiser. Kaiser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you remember when? Uh, this sounds horribly name droppy, but um. Remember when we went in a Range Rover with David Flatman? Yeah, yeah. Like, round Sheffield. <laughs> ding! Round you Sheffield. have a little name drop ding. We, uh, dro- we drove around Meadow Hall Shopping Centre. Yeah, we had this not- thing, right? We had to meet <laughs> David Flatman to... We didn't have to. We were offered to meet him to, to interview him. Uh, to be part of... Well, to on on the Tour de Flats Tour de Flats, show. Yeah. 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 So, 
<laughs> Part of the leg of the Tour de Flats, which obviously must have planned out, is to take me and Phil around the shopping centre three times. <laughs> just burning fossil fuels going on. <laughs> and uh, he mentioned Benjamin... Uh, Bonjamon uh, Kayser. And he goes, uh, yeah, he talks like this. He goes, hi, I'm Ben. <laughs> so he clearly does not speak like Bonjamon Kayser. No, that's just Eddie Butler, but we know that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, well, well, Billy... Billy Vanapola, do you reckon he was beer pressured into it? Do you reckon this is like a scandal, rugby union leading Billy astray? Because uh, he now loves it. He loves the pop. But if if he hey, if he's if, earned it. Yeah, if he has a few drinks and he can play like that, I don't he care. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Let, let, let the boys play. I'm sure Exeter Chiefs were thinking, yeah, go for it. Just fill your boots, boys. Yeah. Where's this extra kitty come from, Tony Rowe? <laughs> uh, now, did anyone see the change room scenes? Yes. How big are Billy's arms? He's ma- and he's also huge. his his lats. Yeah, his la- he used to get uh, some criticism. People saying he was slightly out of shape, and, and there, there's, there were times in his career when he looked it. But he's definitely he's got- an absolute slab of meat oh, now, isn't he? His arms are just enormous. Yeah, well, it's it's the the width on the lad. Yeah, he's uh, he's incredible. Him and his brother. The fact there's two of them and they both play for one team. <laughs> I mean, when they were uh, hammering the claim online, I was like, the only person to carry this should be someone with the surname Vinopola. Everyone <laughs> yeah. else should get out of the way. And basically but, it was. But I then, mean, you, well, look at um, Cruz's, Cruz's try beast. when he crashed over, because he was... Like, top players, or best performances from that game, Vinopola's, Good, Cruz, Cruz, and then probably Brad Barrett, just for the... The the heart and the hard work. Uh, I think if are you if you're talking about both teams, I think you've got to mention. Oh, uh, uh, sorry, Ch- uh, yeah, uh, truly as well. I thought he played so well, but truly was good. Let me just pose another question to you. Why do you think Clermont can't win this? <sighs> they've they've come up against teams that are marginally better than them every single time. Do you think they are? Do you think? Okay, so I kind of thought that they choked a bit because they could definitely play the rugby to unlock Saracens. They they did for their two tries. There was that beautiful uh, exchange of behind-the-back flicks, which looked incredible. Yeah. And if you saw him against Exeter, you saw him against um, other, um, other teams leading up to this, they were unstoppable. Yeah. So I, I don't think necessarily Saracens were better team. If they played each other ten times, I expect Saracens to lose more, more than they win. But on well, that stage, there's just something about them. I would expect Saracens to win probably six or seven. Would you? Out of ten. Yeah. Mm, maybe I'm wrong it, on that. The, probably the thing is... Claremont, when they turn it on, when they perform as they can do, they are virtually unplayable. Mm. I mean, that, that try, the, the abandoned on try... Which Benders! Was Benders, which was a, a spidding break from his own try line, basically. He's English, he's very good, actually, <laughs> yeah, for a French, for a French Fair play, yeah, fair play. But that... that no, no team in the world could have, could have stopped them from doing that. But they can't. They cannot do it for eighty minutes. That's the yeah. problem. And I'm glad you mentioned that. So I was going to say, how much do you think the top fourteen is a problem for them? Because Saracens will play these high intensity matches. What? How often? Every other week. Whereas Claremont, as good as they are, and they do take the conditioning seriously, they are yep. a serious outfit. They don't really take away games seriously, though. They, so it's every other every other week. Yeah. They, have a, they have a tough, intense. As French teams go, they they do a yeah. better job than most. Let's that, that, that is true. So, I love that. Was it who is it you were talking to? Gavin, Gavin Mortimer. Gavin Mortimer. Yeah. And he said there, there was um, a, an old French prop, an old French prop who didn't even bother tying his bootlaces when he played <laughs> no, away. That wasn't. No, that was a. 
I can't say David Flatman again, can I? That was, was it. Flat? That was a David Flatman story. Was it? Right. Well, well, let, let, me ju- let me jump to a different prop then, and this is uh, Baz Barrington leading some of the celebrations in the Saracens dressing room afterwards. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people talk about the players that are on the field. We we talk at length about actually we should give Saracens the credit for the academy products they bring through, and arguably their best players are all academy products mm. and the and the players they pluck from lower leagues we mentioned london scottish and duncan taylor uh, uh baz barrett was from jersey and chris uh, wiles chris wiles and um petrus duplessis from yep. not from nottingham so they're not just this team of superstars that people like to give them stick about but they do have a special something and there's it's really interesting nigel ray's business background a lot of a lot of his philosophy, and he's he, he's done public speaking about this um, with his videos online and stuff. But Nigel Ray is all about this family, this team ethos. This whether you're the whether you're the, on the on the reception at the club or you're the highest paid, most important player, you, everyone has to feel valued and like they have their part and like they're all combining to do something great. And I know that sounds JB's screwing his face up slightly. He <laughs> hate he hates all that. Yeah. I mean the culture. <laughs> But I'm sorry, mate. It, it, uh, that's a big part of, of Saracens. Mm. Don't need to apologise to meet him. Uh, well, anyway, let's just hear a little bit of this because what was really nice, they give Chris Ashton a bit of stick. Oh, it's after the Sweet Caroline. Hold on. Um, in a second, they do a song for Chris Ashton. This is a Baz Barrett doing a little remix thing. <laughs> I don't know if you'll be able to hear. I don't know if you'll be able to hear Barrington's words in the little verse bit. Here we go. But I'll play it anyway, just in case you can. That's amazing. Used to do the ash splash, now he's just um, <laughs> <laughs> raining cash or something. Anyway, he was having a good old, they were having a good old bit of stick at his expense. That is it awesome. Funny. It was great. Uh, he's going to have a shock, isn't he, when he shows up to Toulon and he's got to get changed in a porter cabin. <laughs> <laughs> well, training twice a week. Yeah. It, on, a, on a heavy training week. Uh, right, well, where do Saracens rank? J- just briefly, where do they rank in the... Uh, are, they, are, are they creating a, a dynasty Dynasty, no, no. dynasty, or, or are they still no, some no. way from that? Do, do we put them up there with the Leinster team of old and the Munster team that won those championships and the Leicester team that won those back-to-back titles? You've you've already missed the boat. This is a dynasty. Uh, they haven't. They're, they're not creating one. It is one. They are one of the greats now, um, as we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be you difficult really, to argue. Yeah. yeah, with the Premiership wins and the performances in if Europe, they win the Premiership. I mean, even without winning the Premiership, yeah. You know, even if they came third or you know, sorry, like second in 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 the final now for the next two or three years, it's still it's still up there. Yeah, the consistency yeah. of performance is amazing. Yeah, because everyone's trying to beat them and everyone's trying to copy them. Yeah. Uh, I have a little quiz that's inspired by the final. Okay, which oh, yes, you two can play and play along as you're listening at home. But don't phone in; it's just for fun. Oh, wow, <laughs> there you go. So uh, this is going to be. Um, based on the European Cup and again going back to where we started this Chris Ashton breaking the try scoring record so uh, first part is you're just going to take it in turns to name players okay um, and 
and you'll get a point each time if you can name someone who is also on the top 10 top list. Ten? Okay. Top, okay. Top 10 try scorer list. So of I'm what? Uh, European Cup. Okay. So Chris Ashton is now top with 37. Oh, that's mine gone. <laughs> uh, so we've got nine more. Who's um, Phil, you can go first. Vincent Clerc. Is Ooh. the man that he overtook or was level with anyway. It was on 36, correct. Aurelien Rougerie. Is incorrect. What? Be. That's a joke. <laughs> Phil. He, he, Rougery for he turns thirty-seven in a few. How months. is a thirty-seven-year-old who's been in most of the finals not? <laughs> got, he plays outside back. Uh, check um, it again. <laughs> um, Brian O'Driscoll. Correct. Oh, Number three on the list. Two for Phil. Uh, I feel under the pressure now. I don't like this. I'll um, give. You, I'll, I'll give no. you. Oh no! I'll tell you that no. there's there's Carney. one. No, uh, Rob Carney. No. Jeez. Okay. Uh, no. Let's Go keep going. Tommy Bow. Tommy Bow is n- equal seventh. Oh, 25 tries. Yes. How many? Uh, Three to fill. Um, hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, Shane Horgan. Correct. Yes. Mm. 27. He is fifth on the list all time. Hmm. Hmm. We have got one. We've got. Two players that were playing for English clubs. Yep. Uh, there's one, two two guys that are French, but one of them you definitely won't get. Uh, and then there's a couple more. Uh, there's one Welshman. The, surely the. Oh, but how many games did he play in Europe? Hmm. Interesting, Phil. Yeah. yeah I think about that. Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Alessandro Tuilagi. Incorrect. I'm gonna say Gareth Thomas. Incorrect. No! Oh. Uh, right, I'm gonna That's st- a great shout. That's, this is a joke. There's something wrong with this. I'm going <laughs> st- to stop this round now because you both got one wrong. So 3-1, you'll take those into the next bit. Uh, the other guys on the list were in fourth position with 29 tries, Daffith James. Oh, oh never got wow. that. Where do you get his tries? Is it? Uh, well, he's played Scarl- for every, every club there is, isn't there? Scarlet's Harlequins. He played for all the clubs. Oh, uh, <laughs> all the clubs. Uh, one guy all the clubs play- all time. One guy that played for one club, Leinster, Gordon Darcy, 26, is yeah. sixth wow. on the all-time list. Jordan Murphy, oh, yeah. 25. Uh, Nalanga, 25. Ben Cohen, 24. And Michael Marfang, 24. Wow. That's, that's your top 10. Mm. So... Uh, Rubbish, now, rubbish quiz. Onto <laughs> onto the top point scorer. We're not going to do it in the same way. I'm going to say that there are no Englishmen making the top ten all-time point scorers in the European Cup. That can't be right. But there are two Irishmen making the top ten. Okay. Na- name yep. them both. Ronan O'Gara. Oh, hold on. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, you'll have to. <laughs> you have to forget. I'll, that. I'll take it on trust that JB would have said Rog as well. Okay. Uh, I was going to go with Ian Keatley. No? <laughs> <laughs> so, Rog is one. Have you got another one in your head, Phil? Yeah, I have Ready? another one in my head as well. Okay, go on, JB. David Humphreys. He, he, be honest. I, I, you, I was going to go for Johnny Sexton. It is David Humphreys. Yes! Wow, oh, very good. So, it's... Eat my dust, Phil. <laughs> so that's two points to JB. Johnny, one Johnny to Sexton Phil. been in three finals. Yep. That makes it... Four. But I, rem- I do remember David Humphreys. I, you need to check this. I think he got 36 points in one game. Wow. Holster. Wow. Right, Ronan O'Gara also tops the most number of appearances in the European Cup. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. followed by a load of fellow Irishmen. And in fact, there's only one non-Irishman making the list in the top appearances in the European Cup. That is a Frenchman. Two points. Who and what club? Okay. I'll... So even if you don't get the name, you might get the club. 
So, okay, I'm fairly confident I've got I've got a couple of names actually. Yeah. Um, so that suggests it's been a single club. Mm, it does, doesn't it? So I've got two. I've got three really good guesses here. <laughs> There's only two, um, two points for one person. I'm gonna. Go do you want to go first? You go first. Thierry Doucetois. Oh, thank God! It's, uh, I think it's Fabian Palouse. Uh So the team you're going for would be Toulouse. Toulouse, Toulouse. Toulouse is correct. Um, I've just <laughs> gone and lost the. I didn't write down the answer and I can't remember it, but uh, hold on. <laughs> Goodness <I've> got... <laughs> me. Chris <laughs> no. Moyles would have it to hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. Well, um, so you said Palouse. Fabian Palouse. It is. That's the most appearances, wasn't it? Yeah. Most appearances is Clement Poitrano. Oh, oh, whatever. With 87. The most appearances, uh, there's Ronan O'Gara, yeah. then John Hayes, Gordon Darcy, Donico Callahan, Peter Stringer, Leo Cullen, Shane Horgan, Brian O'Driscoll, Anthony Foley and David Wallace. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Um, so that's one point that, each. It, it does show you the consistency yeah. of squad, of playing squad that the, the Irish team has Darwin to say contractual stability. Yes. Okay, so listen, there is three points left up for grabs in the final question and there's one point between you. It's 5-4 to fill. Hmm. Felipe Contopomi okay, is the this. only Southern Hemisphere player in the top 10 point scorers. The top 10 point scorers mm. were Ronan O'Gara, by the way, Stephen Jones, Dimitri Yashvili, Diego Dominguez, David Humphreys, Neil Jenkins, David Skrella, Dan Parks, uh, Parks? Jean, uh, Felipe Contopomi, and Jean Baptiste Elisald. So, Felipe Contopomi, the only one from Southern Hemisphere. Well, Dan Parks was from the Southern Hemisphere. Wasn't well, he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was really. He was really. So is Medinburgh. So is Willie Hines. More on that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, which three clubs did Felipe Contopomi score his? combined 444 points in the European Cup I know a point, uh, wait, a point for each a point wait, wait. for each so take a second Sh- let me yeah shall we write them down yeah I think um, write them down no. just on a phone or a, somewhere yeah. there you uh, go I got, I got, there you go you can write them down there JB thank you no I'm going to have to hold that because I've got the answers on that bit of paper I, I'm not going to look I trust you goodness me what was this <laughs> what kind of school did you go to <laughs> um, hmm. who was his third Mm-hmm. And then, there you go, mate. There, there, there's Whoa. your winning answers. Oh, no. you nearly showed the answers to Phil then on the back. Oh, I couldn't read. No, you uh, had to read that. Have you got three? Yeah, of course I've got I've three. Only, I've only got two, but I'm going to write down a third. Oh, good one. Okay, so Phil, give your first one. I've got JB's answers here. Uh, Leinster. Correct, and JB's got that. Stade Francais. <laughs> incorrect what and, and JB also wrote that hang on we can't both be incorrect what and oh, hang on hang on what was the question though the question was who which did points did he score his European in, Cup 444 he, European they, Cup points they might for. not have been in, in Europe what? no 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 444 points in the European Cup which clubs did he yeah, score yeah so yeah, he so might not have scored his points for Stafford I'm saying yeah oh, hmm. okay so, uh, my, so, my third answer then yeah uh, was Biarritz ooh Bristol it was Bristol, yes, which ties it up at. What was six, the other one? Was the French club? Then? Uh, it was Toulon. Was he at Toulon for a while? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Six points each. It's a tie. Oh, oh. what a tie. fight back! Tiebreaker. Well played, JB. Good work. <laughs> it's kind of a moral victory. It's like if we did go to extra time, you'd feel like you were more confident exactly. and winning. Exactly. Or knocking over the drop goal if it came to sudden death. <laughs> um, right. 
I can I confess Friday night I was indisposed and couldn't watch this game live. I have seen Gloucester's highlights. So I'm just going to... What would you want to talk about? Oh, Anything? Uh, it, was oh, a, it was a great game. No, we, we should talk about it because it's a major European final. It has huge ramifications. And it's two great stories as well. Huge ramifications? Well, it does if you... Yeah, okay. No, it doesn't. It, has, it means Northam- Northampton yeah. now have a playoff yeah. to potentially get into It the... has ramifications is what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, let's talk about the game. This is... It was... It felt a little bit like LV Cupish in terms of once you're in the finals, like, all oh, right, we're in the final now. Best really take take it seriously. But the game itself, it was incredibly entertaining. It was also completely reckless. Yeah, you? it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it it was brilliant, though. I, I mean, loved like, it. To, to not have a dog in the fight and watch it as a neutral, it was, it was incredible. Some of the some of the offloads in, oh. in what was, in what would, Pretty tricky conditions were just. It's like border, borderline mental. It felt like neither team had a coach, and the players were just left to their own devices and just you know literally yeah. play what you see. Yeah, so, just go for it, lads. Lord of the tries. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> um, so, like Gloucester were attacking from behind their own posts like numerous times. Yeah. They just decided to give it a crack, and they weren't quite organised enough to do it. So quite often, I think it was. Um, is, was it the hook, uh, Honeck or whatever his name is? The, yeah, the loose head. Yeah, he. Kept, I'm sure he dropped two, two, may, maybe three, and they just couldn't quite get it right. But it was it was great to watch. Yeah, um, and, and there's some very exciting players on that field. Oh yeah, his um, hear me now, believe me later. Um, I I want to say his name's Lewis, but I'm not sure. His surname is definitely Ludlow. He is going to be a star. Yeah, Lewis Ludlow. He was outstanding. Uh, yeah. Hear me now, believe me later. That guy's going. That guy will be in the England squad. Well, the whole of that back row played really well, didn't they? Who was the third? It was him, Morgan, and Moriarty. Of course, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a you... handy back row, that, you, and you can see why they'd be happy to let Kvesic go. Yeah, and Just... well, and if Carl Fern still comes, and it's not confirmed, he's not coming. I don't want to. I'm not trying to pee on anyone's chips here, but but go on. You're... I, either way, you're talking up. You're you're saying a 23, nearly tw- well, 24 year old guy. Is going to be an England player on the strength of him playing well against a mediocre Stade Francais side for a underperforming Gloucester side in a B-level tournament final. I, I just, I, I think, I think you <laughs> may be going a bit overboard. No, on... I think Lewis Ludlow is a genuine, a genuinely very, very good player. No, 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 no. He, I'm not talking necessarily about Lewis Ludlow. I'm talking about the whole. Yeah, um... but it's a final, Tim. It's a final, yeah. and whichever way you dice it, these two teams have had to win every game to get there. Yeah. Uh, and Stade uh, Francais, yeah, they've they've had their they've had their problems, but since that merger, they seem to have gone from strength strength to strength. They beat Bath when you thought they had no right to do so. Uh, and they've gone and taken taken apart what is a rapidly improving Gloucester team. So, no, I, I I think you're doing these teams a little bit of an injustice there, Tim. No, I'm not. I'm 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 trying to actually. I, th- I think you're now accusing me of the same thing I was accusing. I was going. <laughs> I think you're maybe inflating this too much. You're going. I think you're. I'm accusing you of the opposite. That you, actually, you're accusing me. it's like Phil. Come in and just say you're both right. Come on, say it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't agree with both of you, but somewhere in the middle is probably about yeah, right. Yeah, there we go. Now, is it, was there anyone playing in this in this game who um, might um, who might be going to England? No, I can't think of anyone. Like what, Billy Burns? We were talking about him last week. Yeah, oh, he's been good. Maybe, maybe a halfback. 
Yeah. Oh, halfback. Yeah, Billy Burns. It must be then. It must be. It can't be anyone else because there's only Cause halfbacks. Oh, was there an English player playing for Stad? No, Will Genier and Jules Plisson. Of course it was. Bangers. They're not They're not English. And no, because... Puyam Mornay-Stain came off the bench and they're not English. And it was like, like Laidlaw's already obviously with Scotland. Yeah. And, yeah. and then the only other one is Willie Hines. But that's, you know, he was born in New Zealand, born in Christchurch. Played for a long time for the Crusaders. Played long, and he only came to England a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, 2015. If, if he, he's, he holds the record for the longest amount of time anyone's played for New Zealand under 21s. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> so you know he's a he's a he's a fully fledged Kiwi. He wouldn't. So what? <laughs> sorry, sorry. What's the news? Have I missed something? What's the news today? Willie Hines has been called up to England. <laughs> Go on, Tim. <laughs> Who it is? No, listen. Right, I want to separate the 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 issues here because this isn't. This isn't a player qualifying on residency, which again, my heroes of the week are World Rugby. Well done, World Rugby. Finally, finally, for sorting out the residency rules. Not necessarily to the extent that I would like, but three years to five years is a is a really positive move. So I'm I'm, I'm applauding that, and I think it's really good for international rugby and for for everyone else. Um, but Willie Hines, and it, and what they've also done is meant that. You, yeah, but what about Willie Hines? Uh, so Willie, so Willie Hines. I want to distinguish between Willie re- Hines. residency laws. Yeah, so you, uh, let me let me just cl- clarify for our listeners because it might be confusing. You want to distinguish between Willie Hines and the residency laws? <laughs> okay, <laughs> Willie Hines. <laughs> All right. So Willie Hines actually has a grandparent who is English, so he qualifies by. Is that right? By, I, I don't citizenship. He's not actually a British citizen. I don't know no. if he holds a UK passport. No, I wouldn't have thought he. W- would do. I mean, that would be a really simple. He, he probably could. Yeah, he could apply for. A he could apply for a passport yeah. and get one. So that's kind yeah. of the point. Mm. He has a grandparent. So on that basis, don't don't mind it. The residency laws. Let's. I've talked about that before. I'm no, really. Haven't. I'm really pleased. <laughs> I'm really pleased about what World World Rugby have done. I think it's a great move. Um, the problem is, I I look at this and go, he's a 30 year old New Zealander. Mm-hmm. Um. He's 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 entitled to 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 play for England, so that's fine. But it's almost like what's the what's the purpose that he what's the role he's fulfilling completely in agree. this England setup? Completely agree, mate. I'm completely with you on this one. I I don't care about the residencies. They, it it bores me to tears. Rugby wise, he's very good. I really like him. But yeah. <laughs> he's, make, he's had a really good season. Does it make sense? I don't think it does. So it, that was exactly my reaction. I was kind of confused and. There's been a few people who have kind of pointed out on Twitter um, accurately that all the players who are involved in the finals, which is... Semi-finals and well, finals. Well, yeah, semi-final and final. So Wasps, Exeter. Wasps, Exeter, Saracens, Leicester, and now Northampton, because they're, they've got to play uh, the playoff. Oh, yeah. None of those players will be available for the camp that takes place next week. So it, it really is, he's just there to make up numbers. Camp on. Because otherwise you would just have Danny Kerr in the squad. Yeah, but, I mean, even someone like James Mitchell at Sale, I'm just throwing out a name. I'm not suggesting for a second James Mitchell should be going to the England camp. But why not? You know, yeah. why, If it's just someone to you know, run around in a bib, why not? Yeah, I, I definitely see that. Um, or, although when, although the, you the, take those teams out and actually I'm, I'm not really... Think, I can't so think of anyone. I'm your just, options. Options, what, a bath? There's Will Homer Chris, and Chris Cook? No. Oh, Chris Def, Cook. No. Definitely not. At no. Quinn's, you've got Charlie Mulcrone. No. Or, or Carl Dixon, who retires yeah, next uh, week. Not or him. has just retired. You've got... Mickey Young at Mickey Newcastle. Mickey Young at Newcastle. 
Um, James Mitchell. Johnny R. Johnny R's good. Johnny, Johnny R's, R's decent. Johnny R's not mm, a bad player. And there's been... Okay. There are... He's decent, yeah, solid. There are a fair player. few um, Worcester players called up, like... Uh, Shona and Will Spencer. What about in the twenties? What about like just promote someone from the twenties? Well, that's exactly it. Isn't Although they've got the under twenties World Cup, which is good experience for them. And, so, and the under twenties, uh, I think Townsend and Maunder, who are both Exeter, yeah. um, are are involved with Exeter. Right. So I'm not as bothered about it as I was because he's entitled to play for England because he has a grandparent. Yeah. Fine, I'm actually not bothered by it. Um, and the, and the players, you know, that, I'd see the again. players he could pick. The players he could pick aren't. Aren't, aren't of the the required standards, so mm. I kind of I kind of get that one. Just how old will he be? Well, next World Cup, thirty two. Thirty two. He's like you know Haskell's thirty two now. He's playing. Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, he's he? fine. Yeah, he's, yeah. He'll be old enough come the World Cup. So actually, I, I, I'm not that bothered by it. Well, and also, I think he's probably at best seventh seventh choice scrum half. Yeah. You you take out so young Youngs and Care are out. Um, Robson Simpson are out. Um, more. Jack Maunder and Will Chudley uh-huh. are out. Um, Chudley, uh, they've got Chudley, Phillips, Maunder and Townsend there, haven't they? Uh, I don't know who Phillips is. Uh, is Phillips? Hayden? Hayden Phillips? No, Hayden Thomas. Hayden Thomas. He's, Thomas. Retired Thomas. Now. he's retired now. Yeah, he's retired. No, retiring. Dave, Dave Lewis is there as well, but yeah. he's off somewhere else next year. Yeah. What you, what you got next on, on the running order, Tim? Um, yeah, I think we, we dealt with that one. Or just I've already mentioned it. I'm, I'm delighted... World Rugby have uh, changed their laws. It won't kick in until 2020. So, uh, Denny Solomona, um, who's that that Irish guy that quite controversially has gone as another project player? James Lowe? James Lowe. James now, Lowe. So, I actually read um, an interview with James Lowe. Uh, and I don't know if he is a project player. Um, so he- Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. He has already played for the Maori All Blacks. Um, and he, he talks, so he's got um, an arthritic condition that means that he doesn't actually know how long he's going to be playing for. It's one so hell of a project. His, yeah, his justification was, I don't, genuinely don't know how long I'm going to be playing for. I need to maximise my earnings mm. while I can. Fair so enough. There is, 
you can look at it both ways. Um, yeah, I mean, we've all t- we talked about this before, so it's, I'm really glad. I, I just think, I, I I think people that have a kind of opinion that you have, JB, and yourself, it's kind of a a corporate. It's kind of you look at international rugby shell. like a, like a corporate. <laughs> yeah, you look yeah. at international rugby like a corporation rather than a. It's one of the boys like, like money. passion. You you look at individual interest instead of international integrity, and I, I I'm I'm a bit more of a purist. Well, that's, if you like, well, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, why do <laughs> why, why don't you read our corporate message from Cornerstone, Tim? <laughs> let, let me do that. Now, would we say Cornerstone is, without any shadow of doubt, the the best razor that you can get? It's certainly the best razor that I own. It it is definitely the best razor it's, that I, I've used. It's undisputably the best razor in this house. <laughs> and for the cost of about a pint, probably in fact less than a pint, four quid, you can experience for yourself what it feels like to be shaven by razor sharp cornerstone razor. You get half a dozen of them delivered to you with your free engraved aluminium shaft. Get your initials on that bad boy, uh, get it in, the, in your bathroom, use it and you won't look back. Four quid cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. That's cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg ten at checkout. Game on. There you go. Very good. Let's talk about the World Cup groups because they are. Oh right? gosh, just, God! Well, amongst everything, I've completely forgotten. Just one thing before we do get off the England squad. Yes. Do you, do you see your mate? Um, what's, what's his wrestler name? Oh, um, uh, Crisis. Crisis. Jamal Ford Robinson. Yeah. Is in there as well in the England squad. Oh, is he brilliant? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, man on the inside. <laughs> Get in. Yes. Oh, good for him. Um, World Cup. Well, he's World Cup. Long time Egg Chasers listener, Jamal yeah. Ford Robinson. Yeah. Uh, so, hi, Jamal. Yes, Congratulations. Definitely. Well done. Well, well done. Well Deserved. Done. I'm really looking forward to seeing him next year. Yeah, I am as well. Uh, and also, part. I'm looking forward to seeing his hair. Yes. I, I have told you about the green, yellow, and, and black blocks, which he's going to do yeah. on, on a mohawk. Yeah, he's that'd done. be amazing. It's guaranteed now, so yeah. there you go. So, World Cup groups, right? Here's a question. I'm just going to put this one to you. If you could, Phil, as an Englishman, if you could change England's pool, position, pool with Ireland, would you change? Scotland and Japan. Yeah, would you change pools? If I, you could, I could just say, right, change now. The reason I ask that is because on the face of it, it seems like an easy question. Like, yeah, I, I think that would be... Rather than France, Argentina, probably Samoa or Tonga, um, I'd rather have Scotland, Japan uh, and and whoever else. However, England might, may have, as some people said, a really, really tough pull. Ireland or Scotland have New Zealand and South Africa waiting for them. Yeah. So if what would you do if you were a gambling man, Phil? What would you do? Stick, I... or, stick or twist? I would probably stick. Um, Phil just said he can't wait to play Australia in the quarters. He <laughs> thinks we're going to do him. No, no, I'm expecting big things of Georgia this time around. So yeah, yeah. Win oh, the win the group, mm. face Georgia in second. Yeah, I think you'd stick. Yeah, it it, it is. These on groups the feel tough. a lot fairer than they did last time around. I mean, yeah, feel a lot more balanced. I mean, there's no horrendous group, is there? Like Wales, England, Australia. Yeah, we don't know where that, Argentina France, are going. France, Argentina, England is yeah. is the one. We don't know where Argentina are going to be two years from now. They they tend to be good in World Cups and then South American playboys in between. Mm. Yeah, watch, watching the Jaguars this season. How did they do last we, night? By the way, I was meant to watch them. They I got beat by the force at home. Did they? Yeah. See, well, this is okay, isn't it? Because I guess 
Hagiwara's got a relatively stable existence going forward, and Force are basically scrapping for everything that they can get. I mean, it's kind of like Stadfran say, if you want the boys to play well, tell them that they're going to have no, no jobs at the end of the season. Yeah. And watch them go. Yeah, that's true. But you'd expect more from the from the Jags. It is... It, it is a national I, team, isn't it? It basically is, it, yeah. When, you, when I watched them, it was 22 out of the 23 why were international ju- players. So why not just put them in blue and white jerseys to play Super Rugby and watch them beat everyone? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's it's good having those players together. Has it can only be good. Talk about contractual stability. Mm. That's the most stable international team in the world. Yeah, because ninety percent of them play with each other all well, the time. Well, hang on. Let's move. Away. Do you want to talk about World Cup groups anymore? Because we know what they are on the on the fairly balanced. I'd like to Apart use. From, well, quite interesting. The group of Venter, Brendan Venter, will be coaching two teams in Group B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> uh, I wonder. I wonder where his loyalties lie there. That <laughs> um, that Paul D looks like again. You've got you've got a rising force in Georgia, and on the strength of recent years, you've got declining forces. Although again, come a World Cup, you know Australia are going to be whipped yeah. back into shape. So I'm not I'm not reading yeah. too much into where they're at now. Of course, Japan. There'll be a, a, a very interesting one. Jamie Joseph and I think Tony Brown is involved. As well, who's high on the team are what seven straight now, and they're at home. Yeah, not that it helped England at all, but home advantage usually. God, yeah, they are, and they beat yeah. South Africa last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, I expect them to be decent. Yes, although they've not got Eddie, so that's a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah it's almost like they've got an upgrade in coaches. <laughs> I mean, they've not just got one good one now; they've got two. Yeah, you know so. Yeah, anyway, um, do you want to move on to our new feature yet, Tim? Oh yeah, we'll do that in a sec. Just the, I was just going to say, has there been any more um, rumor mill stuff flying around? There's this Toby Flood, isn't there? Uh, Toby, Flood's, Toby gone Flood's gone back to New, to Newcastle. There's talk of Jamie Roberts leaving Harlequins and Francis Saeli from Munster going to Quins. Yeah, yep, that's, 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 that's been signing. circling around That'd be for a, a bit. Great signing, actually. Yeah. So that, that there, there's intensif- they're intensifying those rumours. I would imagine that Saeli would free up a little bit of cap space at Quins because Roberts is going to yes. be yes. Roberts is going to be one of their best paid players. Yeah, he doesn't come cheap, and Saeli's available all year round. Can you see Roberts really? Well, he can be a marquee player as well, can't he? He can. can. Saeli. Yeah, yeah. Can you see Roberts really yeah. going back to Wales? I mean, he's he's past the steroid and tattoo phase, so <laughs> that's not going to entice him back. <laughs> he's a well-educated man. He do, uh, do the WRU because he's not even first choice now. Do the uh, well, WRU do the WRU need him? Yeah, so I'm kind of thinking like, what would be the point in him going back when he can probably get more money elsewhere? The, oh, the WRU don't need him, so he's just basically taking up a shirt for someone someone else. Uh, he might go back, but if he does, I don't particularly like it. He could do what? Have you seen what Jeff Parling's doing? Yeah, he's going no. to Japan for a few months and then on to Super Rugby. Oh, is he? Didn't yeah. Know that. That's yeah. Excellent. Well, not confirmed he's going on to Super Rugby, but that's the thought yeah, to be his I, route. I think, uh, yeah, I, I thought he was confirmed. He's the right sort of player for Super Rugby as well. He'll do well there. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's. He, he had the move. offer before he went to Exeter um, and considered it quite a lot. But um, yeah, obviously, he's, if you had the chance to travel and play and earn money, like he's got a young family, that's just yeah. Ideal, and he's what thirty three now. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Why, why not spend a few years? Exactly. Haskell did it in the past. Yep. Um, uh, Gareth Mich- Delve. Mi- yeah, Dell did it. Cipriani did it. Uh, Mishlight did it. Mishlight really did it. He yeah. did it like, numerous times. And yeah. He's still playing. 
Is he? He's still at Leon, yeah. I don't know if he's signed next year, but he plays scrum off for Leon. And when he plays, he looks class. Why not? But we do have a brand new segment. You're absolutely right, JB. So this is going to be a segment that's going to help us get ready for the tour of the Lions to New Zealand. And it's just basically, we're making sure we keep our eyes on the double world champion All Blacks so that you know what's coming and what's waiting for the Lions in New Zealand. So we have a brand new segment called... I can't say it. Hey, what's happening, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Have we got some music to go along with this? Uh, Well, so... Not confirmed, okay, but here's some ideas f- f- for music. We were thinking of Super Boom Boom. Yeah, or possibly. maybe it's too much of an in-joke. What about the What's the Time Mr. Wolf song from Once We Were Warriors? Do, do either of you know, know that? I don't know that film. No. <laughs> you, do, you not, do you not know the film, like, Jake the Mus? It's like, I think, I'm sure it's the only ever New Zealand films we made outside of Lord of the Rings. I don't know. <laughs> Lord of the Rings music might be Lord good of the music. Rings, yeah. Actually, that theme tune would probably be a good shout. If you could if you could lump it all together, like yeah. all the best bits of Kiwi culture, misplaced yeah. vowels well, let's, and let's, let's put it out there. We're going to be doing this segment for a bit, so if there's any suggestions you might put in for a, a kind of a, K- a Kiwi-related song. Jake J- the Mus, like, What's the Time, Mr. Wolf. A, a m- amazing song. I quite like uh, It's Business Time by Flight of the Concords. Oh, Flight of the Concords. <laughs> I love I love that. I knew you would love it. Flight of the Concords. Oh, so yes. indie. So indie, Tim. Uh, anyway. Hey, what's happening, bro? There we well, let's play some music now then. All right, all right, all right. So wait, so wait, let's do this, right? Well, so you got some music ready? No. What are you doing? I'm I'm typing in YouTube. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Flight of the Concours business time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Phil, present. Present. JB, present. Bin. Tum meeting. Tum present. Okay, you got, so is this a live version? It is a live version. Hey, this is hey, what's happening, bro? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is, <laughs> stop this the music. I'm not sure this is working. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to work on this uh, another time. Yeah, let's get the music right for next week. Yeah. Or next time we do this feature. You're leaning close and say something sexy. Like- <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, wh- hey, what's happening, bro? <laughs> In case you don't know the name of the feature, I think uh, you've got it. This is the, the lowdown of what's going on with those oblics. It's quite, New Zealand has to be one of the most difficult accents to, to do. Just do it Australian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's happening, bro? Phil. Full. 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 Hang on. Tell us what's going on in New oh. Zealand. New Zealand. So, key thing in New Zealand at the moment, uh, their super rugby teams are dominating Australian super rugby teams. Yes. I think it's 19-0 to New Zealand. No, it's not. In this season's oh, competition. Oh, ouch. That's brutal. That is pretty brutal. Um, and the if you look at the overall table, the worst New Zealand team, the Blues, I think are 17 points ahead of the best Australian team. Oh, <laughs> Uh, oh god so New Zealand it's fair to say their teams are doing pretty well Mm -hmm. Uh, Crusaders are unbeaten and they beat my beloved Canes this weekend Um, amazing simply amazing I I was I was sure the Canes were going to win that going into it but it was a hell of a performance by the Crusaders so here's a hear me now believe me later moment which I might come to regret but hear me now. You've, you've, you've had about seven of these during this podcast. If you throw enough stuff at the wall, some of it's going to stick. But well, Lewis Ludlow, 
is going to play for England. I yeah. think I think that's nailed on. And <laughs> here's one. I think that the Lions will not win a single game against a full strength provincial side. <sighs> wow. Well, we've already been told that the Crusaders are going to be able to pick their full strength team with all their if all black all it, blicks. Yeah. And if they do, I can't. So this is where I'm coming from. We kind of now have a very small sample size of teams that are club teams and then go into international teams. For instance, the Pumas. Yeah. So the Pumas are not a very good club club side-ish. They can be sometimes. Then when they pull on a different jersey, they become better. Now, is that because they become better players or because maybe playing international rugby, the teams that they're facing aren't quite as coherent as the club teams? So if you look at these franchises, if you look at the New Zealand, what do you call them, franchises or the regions or the what what provinces or what, Pro- yeah. whatever they are, right? When they when they're basically all the same All Blacks, but they're playing together for longer in different systems. Yeah. So I would not surprise me at all to see the Lions get absolute hiding. Look what happened to Wales against the Chiefs. So what's happening, bro? What? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm throwing to you. So what's hap- what's so, hi- what's well, happening in terms of the squad, in terms of who's going to be playing for New Zealand there's a few key injuries and there does seem to be a bit of a worry about what the New Zealand back row particularly yeah. the 6-8 position is going to look like because mm-hmm. as things stand probably well definitely the first choice 8 and the captain Kieran Reid uh, is out with a thumb injury mm. until some point in June they'll get him back in time won't they Drum Kano is out injured he'll be the first choice 6 yep and Liam Squire, who would probably be the first choice to replace either of those two, is also out with a thumb injury. Yeah. Oh dear. Jordan T- uh, Talfour had a big game at number eight. Yeah. Uh, in place of Kieran Reid, and yeah. Matt Todd hit a bug. Hit a bug game. Yeah, bug, Matt, I can't. Do that. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt Todd he isn't really. Great. It, it, well, he's not really the issue because no. oh, he's you've, seven. you've got yeah. uh, Sam Kane and Ardi Surveyor. Yeah. Who I think could both end up playing. I mean, Ardy's played a little bit of eight for the Canes this year. Um, Sorry, your beloved Canes. My beloved Canes, of course. <laughs> um, so I think you're going to end up with two sevens on the field. Interesting. And right. then it'll like be... Pooper w- style. It would be one of probably uh, Tullifua, uh, Elliot, Elliot Dixon. Uh, it's not, not said Dexon. Dexon, <laughs> maybe. Dexon. Uh, Akira, Akira Yuani, but I'm not sure if he's quite there. Or the other man they might have gone to in the past would be Stephen Luatua. Mm. But he's obviously off to Bristol next year yeah. to play some championship. Well, someone that got lifted in the line-out, so re- <laughs> a really, really versatile player, uh, was Geordie Birrett. Geordie oh, Barrett. Got, he, he, he took a line-out. Yeah, him, yeah, him and actually, Julian Surveyor went into the line-out. And he actually not only got lifted, but received and... <laughs> Fed down to the nine. Wow, look at that. So, how? Wh- where were the other players? They were all in there as well. It was like a nine, oh, nine yeah, man lineup. Right, yeah. So, okay, eleven. So, so the, the big question that's every we're all everyone's watching, and I imagine people in New Zealand are, are asking this constantly: is Will Geordie Barrett make the fifteen? Because he's tearing things up in Super Rugby. He is n- been excluded from the the under twenties World Cup squad. We saw him in Manchester last year at the under twenties World Cup. Mm-hmm. And, the guy's a frightening prospect, and he's his first season in Super Rugby. He's taken to to it like a duck to water. He's what ninety six kgs. He's he's um, a good six foot two. Uh, no, he's six five. Six what? five. What? Yeah, he's very tall and rangy. Yeah, so 
fullback he could slot in, wing he could slot in, he could be a utility bench player. Does, does he look a little bit like Reese Hodge, that kind of player? Uh, a little bit. He's probably not quite as rangy as yeah. Reese Hodge, but he he's quick, he's strong, he's got very good hands. And importantly, and I think this is the most important thing, he kicks sticks. He's a good kicker. He's been kicking ahead of uh, Bowden Barrett. Mm. Which, because Bowden Barrett, his all-round game is incredible. Absolutely incredible, including his kicking out of hand. I mean, some of his kick passes, kick passes this season and his tactical kicking have been amazing. Um, but his kicking at sticks isn't brilliant. And I think that is the key. It, that is going to be the key question is... Do you put either Geordie Barrett or Damian McKenzie onto the wing? D-Mac. D-Mac. Uh, boys, I, I love this feature. I'm telling you now, you are jumping the gun. All we need to be, all we, all need to be <laughs> focusing on is that first provincial match, and then, we'll, <laughs> then we can go from there. <laughs> oh, well, the, 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 um, the All Blacks are lying there in wait. And, uh... I, the All Blacks will be easier. <laughs> the All Blacks will be easier. So the, the fixture is New Zealand Barbarians on the 3rd of June. Then the Blues, who are the weakest of the uh, the New Zealand teams, followed by what will probably be a full-strength Crusaders side and what will probably be a full-strength Highlanders side to warm them up for the Maori All Blacks. That'll be neat. They'll, they'll win that one. But then the Chiefs is only four days before the first test. Yeah, that won't be. So it. they're not going to. And then the Hurricanes is in between first and second. It test. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter so, what if you yeah, say if you say the going to be easy. It, it doesn't matter. Lose lose eight out of the ten games on tour. Win two games yeah, against the All Blacks. That is what. That is what well. Comes. I do agree with you. Yes. I mean that <laughs> of course is is the is the aim. But look at those look at those shirts up there, Tim. Facebook Live can't see them, but you can see the five provincial shirts. Which shirt is going to come unstuck against the Lions? I can't really say any. Blues. Blues, well, K- maybe. Canes and Chiefs, you'd, you'd hope that it'll be a second-string Lions team, but it would definitely be a second-string. We can get into all this nearer to the talk. We can get into all this in the nearer talk. Look we, second-string We were just... Hey, listen, the point of this segment is let's just keep you up to speed with... No, no. Hey, what's it? What's happening, no, bro? The point of this segment is we all sit down for five minutes in a podcast and we all panic right now i understand where you're coming from <laughs> i can't think straight i am i am pretty certain that uh shut the, the lions are what's gonna bro? are gonna lose three that's what it's three gonna be three what's happening bro and we're gonna have a panic alarm straight, yeah. straight, straight <laughs> so, well, so well, what's ba- happened so one of the things that's happening just to summarize that is that uh, that geordie barrett is the real deal and is coming for the Lions, potentially sneaking into the matchday squad or the wider squad. Well, who who do you pick as your back three then? Because you, well, Izzy Dag's the the man on the wing at the minute, isn't he? And uh, yeah, uh, you've seen them playing Dag and Smith, one on the wing, one they, at fullback. They, they do like two fullback wingers with then Naholo or Surveyor, yeah. as the other option. And uh, Milner Scudder is he out? Definitely. He, so Milner Scudder has pretty much not played since the World Cup in yeah. 2015 he's, he, so, he's so played about three games this year and every single time he picks up another niggling injury yeah. so he's out now until mid-June oh, what the, what the heck? I, I'd throw Geordie Barrett in he looks utter class I'd just throw him in he's a yeah I, I, I would be tempted to use I'd, D-Mac as well I think he's he is class um, oh my god panic alarm we need a panic yeah. alarm add that to the list of sound yeah. effects and, nec- and next week's feature we'll be looking at the centres the frightening prospect of the centres hey what's happening bro 
that's a wrap on that. There we go. I don't have any sound effects, so sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> we will for next week, though. Yeah. Right, well, speaking of next week, uh, we should look ahead to some of the games then. Because we've got. Yes. We, we now get into Pro 12 and a Vici Premiership sem- semi finals. Yeah. Uh, so let's we, cast our eyes over the over the Irish Sea. Well, do you want to do pick of the week first, or do you want to do Pro Twelve first? Let's do these. Let's, pro, let's, let's do these Pro Twelve. Pro Twelve first, because the first game this weekend is on the Friday night. Right. Uh, okay. Let me ask a broad question. Are either the Irish provinces even even close to losing a game here? So Leinster hosting Scarlets, no. No. Um, Munster hosting Ospreys. No. A no. little bit closer. Do you reckon? Oh well, as in, I think Ospreys might win one out of ten, in, as opposed to zero out of ten times. I actually think the Scarlets have got a better chance. Do you? Marginal. I mean, I think both of them have got yeah. slim, yeah. slim chance. Yeah. Not, not worth debating how slim a, ch- a chance yeah. is. Yeah. This how is much of that pie chart is there? It, is, <laughs> is, it a te- is it a five percent slice or a seven percent slice? Yeah. There yeah. is more chance of me surviving being hit by an articulated lorry than there is by a Pendolino train. <laughs> yeah. Those are the margins that yeah. the Welsh teams are working with. I'll take the articulated lorry, please. <laughs> <laughs> Fully loaded. <laughs> is the Pendolino train yep, coming in. into station or? Oh no 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 no! Full, it's full. full <laughs> yeah, West Coast Main Line. I'll take the uh, Arctic be- begrudgingly. I'll yeah. take the Arctic, <laughs> Arctic log- lorry. It's been nice, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so we're saying uh, all Irish final. Yes. In in Dublin as well as in it? Dublin. Yeah. God, that's gonna be a good game. Yeah. We should really make every effort to go and watch that. Yeah, we keep on saying this, but Well, I've got tickets for it. So like Have you? Yes. So like Is the final on the 27th? 27th. Yeah, it is. Um, well, it'd be good to have a correspondent at the Avicii. But mind you, do you need some backup for the fist fight with Andy Good on yeah, stage? Yeah, maybe. Because well, we, get, we'll, we'll be uh, getting hammered in, in Dublin, so you'll have to find some other mates. Dublin would <laughs> be so good for that game. Leinster yeah. Munster in Dublin would be special. It'll just be chaos. Yeah. Carnage. Be brilliant. I'll be wearing my Ulster shirt, obviously. Imagine if the final, final time I could wear my Imagine two Welsh te- Imagine how rubbish Dublin would be if two <laughs> Welsh teams <laughs> somehow pull it off. <laughs> well, because I reckon there'd be a lot of... Because we're already writing it off. I bet there's quite a lot of confident Munster and Leinster fans that have already bought final tickets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. They bought them as soon as they were available back in September. Yeah, so what would you do if you were a Leinster fan or a Munster fan? Let's well, especially a Leinster fan when it's right there right. in your in your home city. Let's give the Welsh teams just a little bit more, a tiny bit more respect. All right, in particular, Scarlets. Don't forget, this team did draw with with Saracens, and that's no mean feat. Yeah, they also lost the sale. It's <laughs> not. It's not so much Everyone that. It's, sale, it's the home factor with these two Irish it provinces. Is home factor, is but like, just, just for just for one, I'm, just, I'm going to try and talk myself around this. Just for one game, just just. A performance for one game. I mean, that is the point in playing. If we really knew, they wouldn't actually play the game. Yeah. They're, yeah. I don't think we need to go into it anymore. No. I'm not, conf- I'm not confident, even if everything goes perfectly for Ospreys and Scarlets and everything goes horribly wrong for Leinster and Munster, even then I'm still not, not convinced. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, to the Avicii Premiership final then. Uh, and which... Uh, which game would you want to do? Oh, yeah, because, of course, you could win with leovegas.com.
Now, Leo Vegas love their rugby. They partner with Leicester Tigers. They they partner with us as a podcast because they love their rugby. So that's what you're doing it. You go with a a heavyweight heritage club in English, and you go with a you go with the heritage rugby podcast, the one that's been around, the real deal, the one no gimmicks, no well, no a few gimmicks. A few. <laughs> there are a few. Hey, what's happening, bro? Uh, a few. <laughs> no names. We just straight up love our rugby. So they've come to us, and with Leo Vegas, let me tell you, they are a betting company that love their rugby, and they've got some great offers. And you should go there and uh, make your bet with them. On this game, which one do you want to talk about as our game of the week? Well, the game I'm most interested <sighs> in is Saracens Exeter. Yeah, actually. has to be. I mean, this is just a, a clash of two teams that I have enormous respect for. And they're actually very similar in a lot of ways, too. Uh culture yeah the, the well, culture that's a, that's a great point the yeah, culture right. and unity and also they do get more they are more than the sum of their parts yeah which i don't think i think those two things are quite heavily linked actually yeah so this is like this is like um is it the hadfields versus the mccoys so two very very tight uh tight family units go, going at it uh, i really can't call this because although everything says saracens Saracens have had the the whip hand on Exeter what for the last two two years, but Exeter have been playing some of the best rugby in the entire Premiership. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I tell you what, they might even be better at Saracens close to the line. So if you watch Saracens close close to the line against Claremont, they didn't quite have the shape and the structures that 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 Exeter have, and also Exeter are extremely good in that like middle middle pot 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 of the field when they start to open up a bit. Yeah, mm. when it, when Exeter do open up, they are brilliant. Yeah, I that back three is so dangerous. I'm going to ask the question though: which Exeter player or players this, would you? I, I know it's a false. I know so you always go it's the, a false description, but no, no. I'm saying we, you would only take Jack Knoll out of Exeter into a Saracens team no, to improve. No, it. no, this is largely irrelevant because you've got you've got the question the wrong way around. It's which Saracens players would you put in the extra back, back line? The reason I say that is we've just spoke about the eight Saracens players earl- earlier, and they're not they're not individually that great. So if you look at people like Wiles, Bosch, Barrett, correct, 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 and you look at someone like um, to try to yeah. think of his name now, Slade. I mean, you probably pick pick up Slade all day. You Slade in the centre ahead of Brad Barrett yeah. or Bosch. Yeah. I mean, would you go for Wiles or or Ollie, or Ollie Woodburn? Well, mm. you go for Noel Shorts. Definitely Noel ahead of Ashton. Uh, Good Noel Ashton. Yeah, it, pro- it would be Noel Ashton. Yeah, I think Good Good as well. But it yeah. isn't. It isn't clear cut. These two teams are good because they're good teams, yeah. not because of good individuals. No, no, completely. I completely agree. But m- maybe it's re-emphasizing on another level again that 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 the, the squeezing talent out of what they have, Exeter manage it even more than Saracens manage it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's one A and one B. Um, where. Do Exeter have an advantage over Saracens? Well, close in, definitely. I, I do believe that. If they can get, if they can actually finish their driving mall, that has always been a weapon. Driving, yeah. Yeah, driving mall, they can score off. They can think. I think they can finish close in. Um, I also think they have a slight advantage, a very slight advantage. Uh, the amount of work rate that they can squeeze out of their front row. I mean, that front row is 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 built to work. Wow, that that, that is a hell of a statement. With, Ma- with Mako on the now, other side, do they have the advantage in the scrum? Don't know if they do. Yeah, but do they have like uh, Moon, 
Williams, Hepburn. I mean, you watch those boys and they graft and graft and graft. But I mean, <laughs> Jamie George, Vincent Cock, who's yeah. one of the most God, mobile, yeah. one of the most mobile tight ends in the league in the game, um, and Mako, yeah. who is probably the best loose head in the world. Yeah, you make a good point. Um, and and then you you take you take uh, Jamie George off and bring Scout Brits on. Yeah, I immediately take back what I say. <laughs> uh, that, say that, yeah, but that type how m- how many points is Sandy Park worth? Uh, so the two two big factors, yeah. Sandy Park will be massive, and also Saracens. That game was one of the most physical games that I've ever seen. The two enormous packs, um, just directly fronting up against each other over and over again that it's got to take it out of you yeah like they'll and be also, walking wounded I, not to say they shouldn't have celebrated they obviously should have but walking wounded it's a huge game I mean you know what it feels like just after a bloody level 7 game yeah. let alone a European Cup final yeah then you're on the smash in Edinburgh let's take a couple of day, days out to get ready for that You've got three days to get ready really yeah yeah. I mean, they will do it because because they're professionals, but still, it's a big ask and extra of being off all week. Yeah, yeah, they've they've just solely been focusing on this game mm-hmm. and at Sandy Park. So it's so the, that... the Sandy Park in the positive comment for Exeter, but that that little like mental doubt. Yeah, they've they've not they've been to a final, so this is this was the, they played in this final last year and. They had a horrific first half where they yeah. they bottled they bottled it in that first half. Came back in the second half and got close and respectable, but what is lost the, the game? But so, but I think mentally, I yeah, you know, look at how Saracens had to go through that kind of disappointment yeah. to come out the other side. So May, maybe what do you think the defining feature is of Exeter as a club? Rob Baxter, yeah, and pulling everyone together. I would say it's slight, pretty much the same, but slightly different. I think they improve every year. So I will against look- our judgment and many people's yeah. judgment as well yeah. on occasions. Yeah, I I'm not brave. I'm not brave enough to pick them. I don't know who. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. So uh, I think the positives and negatives we've talked about mean it's it's almost a fifty fifty call. It's almost a coin toss. But knowing that, and knowing that Saracens team who've got through these close calls games in the last few years makes me say. Give me Saracens. Saracens mm. by five points. Well, less than five points. I think Saracens will put their foot on the pedal in the last 20 and, and win by nine, nine or ten. Mm. Exeter by three. <sighs> no, Ooh. Exeter by two. I'd love... <laughs> I would... I, I would I, being I w- impartial, I would love to see a new team win it. I'd love to see Exeter... Win the whole Come thing. Come on, Exeter! Yeah, I'd love to see I, it. I, that, that's not to I, I, knock like, Saracens. These are these are probably my two favourite teams in the yeah. in the Premiership. So I, I'll be happy either way. Um, it would be really nice for Exeter to do it, but then it, uh, another double for Saracens would be incredible. Look, they've got the European Cup. I mean, as much as you like them, they can have that. that, that, that that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So. Maybe actually as well for the Lions, it'd be good if some of those Saracens boys just have a rest. Exactly. Just exactly. chill out. They get a week off before getting on a plane. It's madness, isn't it, their schedule? It was yeah. genuine <laughs> lunacy, but still. Yeah. Right, other semi-final there. So that is our Leo Vegas bet of the week. Get involved and uh, good luck. Do you want some more music? Yeah, go on.
Yep. So the other semi-final is 4:45 p.m. kickoff Saturday late afternoon. It's at the Rico. Uh, I'm going to be there for this one. Um, and it's uh, Wasps versus Leicester Tigers, uh, Midlands derby, which Leicester are begrudgingly uh, accepting <laughs> that it probably is. They don't, they don't particularly like that description. Wasps <laughs> from uh, what, what's the place again? Uh, well, they were London, weren't they? Yeah, they were West London. As- uh, no, not Ascot. Wickham. Was, uh, not, what was it? Gimwith. Well, they were, they were, they were Wickham. Wickham for it. No, it was High Wickham before, yeah. but their their home, their spiritual home is... I forget the name oh, of the place oh, now. No, I, yeah, I know. A, begin with an A. Anyway, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> there, there. There, you know where we're talking about. Um, but Wasps to lose at home. Uh, sorry, not Wasps v to lose. <laughs> is it, it's Wasps to lose, isn't it, at home? Mm, not they just, quite, they, they so just demor- demolished Sarri's thirty-five to fifteen. Okay, let's uh, let's ignore that result because um, that that was as good yeah. as Sar- as good as Saracen's second team is. It was definitely Saracen's second team, and they were solely focused on the European Cup final. I've been accused recently of wasps hate, um, and that you know I, that isn't true. I I just I just think that they're fragile. Even even with the even with the Saracens win. And they're playing Leicester. Let's just have a think. Well, so, well let's, let's just do, let's just do, do what we did then. Right, so which which Leicester player would you slot no, into that Wasps backline? No, I no, I, I don't. Would, would you? Well, I would just ask a question. Yeah, I, ben, Youngs, ben Youngs, Freddie Burns, Beetham, Williams, Roberts, Thompson, Tate played Vian- in that game against Worcester. Vianu, Vianu's on. Yeah, it was injured, but, uh, but maybe Vian- back. If you put, who who do you put Vianu in for? You don't. Curtly Beale, Willie Larue, or Christian Wade? Mm, true. Um, Elliot Daly, Jimmy Gopeth, Sippers, maybe on form. Freddie Burns, and he could be. He could be. He was that good against Worcester that he pretty much won them the game when they didn't play that well. Okay, so persuade me why you would pick Wasps as the way the way that they play, not the personnel, the way they. They've only lost. Well, they've only lost once at home. Is it? Am I right in saying that? Once or twice. Very good home record. Incredible home record. Finished top of the pile in the Premiership. Yeah, they have. They have guys that have been to the summit of in they've been to international rugby and played in massive games so they have they have kind of pedigree and mental fortitude that this Leicester Tigers side don't necessarily have they have guys that have played at a really high level but there's a lot of guys that have not not been here as well mm. um in, in the same way or at least not gone to a final yeah they've had, they've been consistent in getting into the top 4 but when was the last time they were in the final yeah so however Front row, Cooper Woolley out. Yeah, apparently, apparently that's a big deal. Yeah. So how is however, Leicester? Do I do see some some elements for Leicester? One, Freddie Burns. We everyone talks about him being that hot and cold kind of player. He looks to be in a really hot vein yeah. of form and in a key position territory, uh, get, getting your team moving forward. And secondly, that front row. Yeah. Um... They do definitely have an advantage there. I agree with that. There's no Tommy Taylor either. He is out in a little ankle boot thing. Uh, yeah. So that makes that makes a difference. Uh, are they better in the back row? I mean, I, I really like oh. Brendan O'Connor. I, 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 th- I think the Wasp back row is better if, if they've got everyone available. Ca- certainly better carriers. That, that's for sure. And Haskell. Yeah, Haskell does Ta- hard Tackling work. and work rate is very good. I am going to... Right, okay, so... Here's the thing about Wasps. They are the most talented 15 in the league. I, I don't think there's much doubt about that. Certainly their back line. Individual talent in that back line. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, you know, like we alluded to before, they, they, can, they can carry hard. 
have got you know they've got a, a good a good pack that do some outstanding things. But as a team, I don't think that they're quite settled enough. So I think they'll squeeze past Leicester, but I don't think they'll beat whoever they see in the final. I think, yeah, I agree with that. I do. There is something about Leicester, though. Well, the the galvanising force, the, the, the shocking situation that Tom Young's and, as a result, Ben Young's is, is going through is just things like that and the short-term honeymoon effect of a new head coach mm. in Matt O'Connor yeah could they do have a, a lot a lot more focus now don't they they do have a lot more certainty in in the way they play so yeah, that, that it's can't sort of, be a bad thing I mean yeah I, I guess with the Matt O'Connor thing there, there must be a, I, I don't know whether it's organisation and strategy or whether it's just a kind of togetherness that we talk about with Exeter or Saracens mm. but, but whatever the case there's there's some there's some other things at play off the field that that could help make the difference in a tight game maybe well, I don't know I, I expect Wasps to win I hope you, I hope Leicester win not because I dislike Wasps it's because I've got 25 quid on Leicester <laughs> is that 25 quid of our money is this this Leo? no no this is my own bet what's, what's happening with our Leo Vegas fund because uh, you're, you're, you're squirrelling that away for yourself what's going on I've got a new car as well <laughs> what, what, what are the chances <laughs> um, n- no I made this bet when Cockle got fired because I thought now it's just one focus uh, uh, one coach playing one type one, one type of rugby it'll be a good bet and then they made the top four so here's to me and they got rid of another coach <laughs> yes yes and uh, then I wanted to get my bet back but I didn't have a cashing option um, right. I think I think Wasps were most likely, but I think Leicester do have a good. Uh, they've got a chance of turning them over, particularly if that tight final. We're Leicester such populists calling Leinster Munster final and Saracens Wasps final. Can I just point out one other thing? One other thing. Um, we spoke a lot, didn't we, about the home advantages for Exeter, for Le- Leicester, and for Munster. I think Leicester's home advantage is Leinster. Be... No, no, Leicester. Leicester. Yeah, Leicester's home advantage is going to be massive. Because yes, they are playing in a different stadium. Yeah, just you just gone. Oh, I've been accused of uh, wasps hate. Now you're just poking a bear. Go <laughs> hey, on. Hey, but <laughs> who do you think will be able to get more more fans in into that ground when the call goes out? Yeah, you, you you might be right. I don't think the home advantage is well, was, is, is massive. For there wasps. was there was thirty thousand people in that last game of the regular season. Yeah, that's fair. But still, I mean, those, those, <laughs> the, the, yeah. But still, um, those Leicester, Ti- those Leicester <laughs> Tigers fans are all over that area, and if they want to get in, yeah, they're, 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 it won't be as clear a home, home advantage as there is in all other three games. There's That's a, true. It, there's a really, f- I, I love the the storyline of the the ge- geography because again, when when Wasps moved to town on their first game, Leicester had a big billboard, yeah, going basically saying we've always been here, yeah, 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 good point. yeah, we we. Midlands, uh, Midlands rugby. So, who is the profile of a Wasps fan that couldn't be bothered going to Leicester Tigers, but Wasps showed up and said, "Yeah, I'm well into this." <laughs> who is that person? Well, people that live in Moseley or Common- well, maybe there is quite a lot of um, you know, when, do you know when you have one really successful team in the area and you're not linked to them? Maybe you were a Coventry fan or something. Well, I was going to say Coventry maybe- were one of the big teams yeah. back in the day. Maybe you like- just don't like Leicester, and maybe that's why. Yeah. There is a well, real... that, that makes Wasps sound like they're full of protest votes fans rather than actual, actual Wasps fans. fans. And they are actual fans. So I just wonder who they are. Because they're not coming from High Wycombe. Or... Some of them are. Yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows? Well, there you go. Best of luck to all teams. Yes. <laughs> well played, Jamie. <laughs> well played. Uh, right. Uh, any, any other business, gents? Mm, oh, yes. 
one cup result that 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 we haven't mentioned. Oh no! Do you know what? No, no. Before you get into that, playoff final Wednesday night. Oh yes, thank Don't you. Don't forget that uh, Yorkshire yeah. Carnegie versus London Irish. Yes. I, I, so that's Ford, the first leg. The first leg at Headingley. And I had Joe Ford on the rugby dungeon this, yeah. uh, this, uh, <laughs> this week talking about Leicester it. bound Joe Ford. Yeah. I mean, w- no one predicted that. I, <laughs> no one saw that coming. It was not announced yet. I, uh, but yeah, apparently going to Leicester. Who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, this. I can't believe we didn't talk about this. This is the best game of the year. Yeah, We're talking I love about all these, these games. games. These are the best games of the year. Yeah. Um, in fact. Could anyone think of a single better game in any level of rugby union than Worcester Bristol second game? Oh, oh, that was brutal, tense. That was the amazing. Com- the comeback at the end. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Or, or, or for that matter, the one when uh, was it a last minute drop goal at Worcester? Was that London Welsh? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, that I can't one. remember. There was one. I, all I just have this memory of one really tense game, and there was a last minute drop goal. I think it might have been. Oh, the... was it London Welsh? Uh, Gordon Ross, was it? Um... The Scottish fly half who was about thirty-five when yeah, he, that he guided him up. It might have been. It might have been, or it might have been when Worcester went back up, and it was yeah, Graham Kitchener was in that team, and they went back up, and I think it was a, a late drop goal. But there's been other classics. Anyway, there's been other classics as well. Um, uh, Cor- Cor- uh, Cornish Pirates in the. In, with the Dave Ward team, Dave Ward, Gar- Gareth Cattle. Is it Gareth Cattle? And who was that prop Cattle, that played Cattle. for years? The, 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 yeah. the, the, uh, Alan Paver. Alan Paver. Who's still involved at Cornish Pirates. Is he? He, 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 is. he played last year for a couple of games. So, yeah, not not to be missed. Make sure, absolutely make sure that you watch it on Wednesday, Wednesday night. Is it 7.30? 7.45 kickoff yeah. Wednesday I, night. But London Irish, I, I think, are going to be quite exciting next year in the Avicii Premiership if they make it with, you know, back three, including... Lewington and Cockenasiga completely agree. Yeah. Really going to be worth watching them. Uh, and uh, I mean, that's a that's they've got those young guys. The the, the Johnny, oh, the inside centre, Johnny Williams, Johnny Williams, you know, the, everyone rates and Theo, Theo Brophy clues kind of coming through. I'm not, no, I'm not a fan of Theo Brophy clues. No, sorry, you're not a fan of. Bro- well, no, I just I think pulling the strings in the in the Avicii Premiership is a, another level. Mm. So we'll have to wait and see. But he's definitely got a lot of promise mm-hmm. in the under twenty squad this summer. Uh, and the last game that I wanted to mention, uh, that I wanted to, to mention today, North Midlands drew fifty six fifty six with Warwickshire in the second second division of the of the county championship yesterday. Fifty six all draw. Fifty six all draw. <laughs> did either, wow! Did either of you guys play county rugby? No. At, did you not? Well, up to under whatever it was, all the lower age group. You, but, your brother must have played though. Yeah. Um, for I think he well, he won he won the county championship with Devon when he was at Plymouth and then what, win it with Lancashire as well. So there are rules, aren't there, with like, with county rugby? Like it's got to be below a certain level. It does now these days. Yeah. Yeah. So like non pro. Yeah. So so Lancashire are pretty strong. They they tend to do pretty well. Yeah, Lancashire always do well. I always remember as Cornwall a kid. Cornwall do uh, well. Yeah, Newbury Rugby Club. I remember the when Cornwall came and played. Uh, they used to cut every every couple of years. We'd get a Berkshire game there, and quite often it'd be Cornwall, and they brought bus loads of fans. Like really, bus and there was hundreds of Cornwall fans coming up from Cornwall for a game against Berkshire in the County That's Championship. Awesome. It was There's great. not enough County rugby, is there? I, I I quite like the idea of that. I had oh Cornwall thrashed Devon this week as well. Did they? Ben Jenkins on the on the Facebook Live. So um, my only near taste of representative rugby was North Wales under 21s I'm under 21 I'm sort of 
kind of trying to get into the first team at Colwyn Bay. Walking into the change room with my uh, coach, Mark Earl, who is going through his twenty-one, uh, his under-21 players to decide who he's going to put forward. And he turns around to me and goes, Jay, and I'm like, yes. Do you know any good under-21-year-olds? <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. He never, <laughs> ever got a sniff. There's another game we have <laughs> forgotten. The, the European Cup. Is it the Trophy or the Continental Shield, it was called? NSI uh, beat Krasny Yar. And they won that and qualified for the Challenge Cup. Well, here, uh, oh, so it's like a third tier, third yeah. tier competition. Well, yeah. hear me now. Believe me later. I said that exactly that result would happen to NSI. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy to be proved you right again. You did predict again. a victory over Vindicated. Yat, over Krasny Yar. Well done. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Any other business? That'll be it. Thank you. Right. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Right, we are done. Thank you for. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Listening, uh, tell your mates, and we will see you on the next show. Program. Program. Show program. (laughs) Bye.